And fellow craft beer drinkers, welcome to Tap the Craft Podcast. My name is Denny Luce, and with me, as always, is the homebrew engineer himself, John Ream. John, how are you doing tonight? Oh, I was doing all right until we started recording, and I busted my microphone apparently somehow. <laughs> I don't know. So now I'm just drinking to mourn that. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> you can drink more. You can drink more. I know that all of our listeners will be saddened not to hear your you know your golden vocal cords coming out you know as as nicely as they did with the other mic but hey they'll still be glad to hear that you're able to still record with me and talk about all our great content that we have in store for them tonight hope so yeah (laughs) yeah all right but before we get started in that content in case we have any new listeners i always want to just kind of give an idea of of what you're listening to and uh, this is Tap to Craft Podcast, and we are an educational podcast focused around celebrating all things craft beer. We want to help people along in their craft beer journey. So welcome, and uh, let's just get right into our content. This is episode 58, and we're recording on Monday, October 10th, 2016. And this week, we are going to go gourd deep into pumpkin beers. And with our experience at the 12th Annual Elysian Great Pumpkin Beer Festival in Seattle, we're also going to highlight my experience at the Boise Brewing 3rd Annual Hoptober Festival. That's hard to say, Festival. It's a, it's a fresh hop festival. They got kind of fancy with the name there. Now I'm spitting all over the place because it's uh, you know one of those spitting names. Uh, we're also going to review some Great American Beer Festival award winners, and we're going to have our tasting notes segment with the Elysian Dark of the Moon Pumpkin Stout. So if you haven't got grabbed that yet, you still have time. You know, you know we'll probably start you know, talking for an hour before we get to the tasting. So go right ahead, pick up a bottle, and taste along with us. As well as, you know, John and I will always have our back-and-forth beer banter that you guys can uh, enjoy and laugh at us. Before we get into all that great content, let's go ahead and share what we are drinking tonight. So, John, what is in your glass? What are you uh, drinking your woes away with? So, I am drinking a Ballast Point uh, Orange Vanilla Fathom. Oh, wow. uh, Which is an India-style pale lager with natural orange and vanilla flavors. Um, Meant meant to be reminiscent of like a creamsicle. Yeah, I was going to think that, yeah. Yeah, and so the the aroma is very strong orange, um, like an almost like an like almost like you can tell it's an extract or something. Okay. Which I don't know if it is an extract, but uh, but then when you first taste it, the the creamsicle kind of character is right there. Um, it does have a bit of like a piney hop character to it that doesn't exactly mesh super well. Um, which is kind of keeping it from being just a complete nice creamsicle experience. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, other than that, it's not too bad. Okay, so it's an odd style. I mean, you said it was an India pale lager, right? That's the style that it is? Right. With orange and vanilla 
in there. That seems like a very odd style. Are you are you enjoying it? Yeah, I am. Um, I yeah. The only the only thing that just kind of distracts a little bit is that pine character. Yeah. Um. But uh, it's not it's not overly strong. It's just kind of in the in the finish is what I'm getting it. Um. So I just need to chug it and just keep drinking. So I only have <laughs> one more finish, you know, with the pine. That's so, true. So I'll, That's I'll just true. slowly, slowly sip the rest without ever stopping. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, you can always crack another one open if you need to. That's that's what we're here for. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how about you? What are you drinking? You know what? I I went all out for this show. I went out and, uh, you know, I, I was – we're going to – talk about it here in the show but i you know i was in seattle this weekend and when i'm in seattle i've got to pick up some of my favorite brews and one of my favorite is a gold medal german style sour ale from rubens brew called the goza and i absolutely love this beer i picked up a four pack i i'm i'm drinking one of them now i'm, I'm sharing a couple with friends so i only have two to drink myself but I'm enjoying one of them right now while we're chatting to to each other and to our listeners. And uh, this is one of those beers that, I, you know, if you if you like Goza style, you've got to try it. It's it's gold medal winner. I mean, you can't go wrong. And it's and if you don't like Gozas, well, try it anyway because this one might make you want to. <laughs> yeah, like it's a it. gold medal winner. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm en- I'm enjoying it. It is just as I don't. I think it's just as good as the first time I tried it last year, maybe even better. I I don't know how he does it, how he can brew this sour beer so it comes out like perfect every time. But this is such a great, great beer. Yeah, it really is. And I I don't pick it up as often as I should since it's here, but I, I should buy it more often. You should. You should. It's like Cucumber Crush is now served in cans and i don't pick that up every so often i'll pick up a six pack because i'll see it in the store i'm like oh yeah i gotta grab that and and i'll grab it and and it'll last me for a little you know a little while i'll drink one a you know one a week or whatever until they're gone but uh, this one for in your area this is a four pack i think it was like 11 bucks for a four pack so they this it, it's a you know premium price beer for sure but it's worth it, I think. I, I didn't even, I didn't even wince at when. I, well, I kind of winced a little bit when I, when I said, "Yeah, I'll take uh, a four pack. I'll, I'll take a, a six pack of that Goza." And when he pulled it out, and when he pulled it out, it was like, I'm like, well, it seems shorter than I, you know, than I w- would think a six pack was. And I saw it was only four. I'm like, oh damn, I wanted two more beers. That's that's what that was a killer was. It wasn't the price. It was the fact that I didn't get two more beers at that price. That's what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so John, uh, we both have been busy since our last recording. So, what have you been busy with? Well, apart from uh, hosting some awesome folks uh, in Seattle, kind of, um, <laughs> I took a trip back home to Ohio, visited some family, and uh, also visited a lot of breweries. Um, we stopped by thirteen different breweries. Mm. Uh, didn't sit and have pints at thirteen different breweries. Some I just picked up some stuff to go. Um, but, uh, we were just kind of all over and then we just happened to be driving by some places. We're like, well, let's stop, you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so since I could probably talk for a really long time about that, I'm just going to hit, uh, 
on three breweries uh, that I enjoyed and, and a beer from each one. Uh, so I'll start with Homestead Brewing. They're out in Heath, Ohio. And this place was uh, probably the closest thing to what I'm most used to in Seattle. Uh, you know, simple tap room uh, with a, a nice little outdoor area. I'm just completely focused on the beer, no food, no, like, they do food trucks and stuff, but they don't do, it's not like a brew pub or anything like that. Um, and they had a really solid lineup pretty much across the board. And uh, one that kind of piqued my interest was this uh, Homestead uh, Back Porch Pale Ale, which was a pale ale brewed with rice. It was like a collaboration mm. or something they did with uh, Whole Foods. Uh, but even though it was brewed with rice, it had still had a really nice body to it. Um and but still like really drinkable. It was really good, and uh, I really enjoyed that one. And uh, the plus side at Homestead, I got to hop in on a tour um, that they were given of the facility, so it was really nice. And thanks, Kevin, for letting me jump in on that. I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> All right. Um. So uh, another one, uh, Land Grant Brewing. Uh, this is a brewery that's growing pretty fast. Uh, I think within the last year, they just installed some 80 barrel fermenters uh, that they're quad brewing into. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, they had also had a really nice tap room, a uh, bigger tap room uh, along, to go along with a bigger brewery than Homestead. Uh, but uh, some solid beers. I had two double IPAs um, and uh, a porter, a Baltic porter. They're a deep search Baltic Porter, which I really enjoyed. I, I was expecting to like the IPAs more based on what I'd heard people talking about this brewery. Um, but that was my favorite of the visit. Uh, it just, it's a great malt character, really deep flavors. And uh, I, I don't know that they can that one. They can uh, all their beer, uh, but I don't think that that one's available. At least I didn't see it. Mm. But uh if you happen to be around when it's on tap or you can find it around town in Columbus, uh, that would be a good one to pick up because it's really tasty. Okay. Uh, and then lastly, I'll, I'll mention the Hoofhearted Brew Pub, uh, which just opened this year. And uh, it's the Hoofhearted Brewery actually is from a town half hour north of Columbus uh, that I've butchered every time and I'm not going to attempt to uh, <laughs> say it. Um, but just sort of hard and you can figure it out, but they pretty much only released their, or did these big can releases and that's what they were known for, uh, doing these huge can releases and they have great artwork on like all their cans and, um, they have their various can art like up in this brew pub and everything. Uh, but that's what they're known for. I was hoping I'd be able to get my hands on some of the cans, uh, to bring back, but the bartender at the brew pub said, yeah, whenever they do a can release, pretty much five to 15 minutes and they're sold out. Mm. Like it, it just doesn't stick as people come and snap it all up. But with good reason, uh, every beer we had there was awesome. Um, and the space was really cool. It's, I mean, brand new. And the brewery is in a glass box in the center of the space. Mm -hmm. So you can walk all around it. Um, it is really tight in there. I don't uh, envy anybody who has to brew in there. Um, but 
beer was great. The food was really good as well. We did brunch. Um, and one of the beers I had was called Crossing Swords. Uh, it's a dry hopped sour saison. Wow. Uh, that was just excellent. Um, it was uh, dry hopped with uh, Huel melon hops that gave it just a really nice, uh, light, uh, kind of tropical melony um, character to kind of go along with uh, a nice, uh, I'd say a decent tartness. It wasn't super sour. Uh, by any means, it's just, uh, but, but you know, a nice tartness that was firm. You knew it was there, but it didn't, kind of, you know, kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just played really well together. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that beer, and I assume it's probably a can release at some point. Uh, and if you're that lucky, you know, grab it. But otherwise, go check out the Proof Pub because it's a really cool space <laughs> as well. So... Yeah, I think that'll that'll sum it up for now. I'll probably uh, I got a couple other beers I'll mention um, a little later on. But, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, sounds like a good time. Yeah, it was, and got to visit all my family and and get back to uh, an Ohio State game, so that was fun as well. So, oh, yeah. Overall, a nice trip. Excellent, excellent. Nice, nice little getaway. It was just you, right? You just went by yourself. You didn't take the family. Yeah, yeah, just me, uh, which was a little weird, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but it was good, and everybody survived at home. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key. That's the key. Yeah. You might be able to do it again someday then. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, yeah, we'll let this one uh, get a little more in the rearview mirror before I try to negotiate. You know? Okay. <laughs> so how about you? What, do you? what were you up to other than uh, having an awesome time in Seattle? Yeah, I before we went to Seattle this weekend, the weekend before was the, as we mentioned on the last show, was the Boise Brewing Hoptober Festival, which is all fresh hop beers. Now, for the most part, it was all fresh hop. They did some breweries brought two or three beers, and and they might have one of their beers might have been not a, a hopped one. But even most of the styles that you wouldn't necessarily think would be good fresh hopped. They, you know, like a, um, there was like a, a pecan pie porter, I think, or brown. Uh, that one wasn't uh, fresh hopped. The, but it was still good. I tried it. I thought that oh, was a pretty good beer. But they had another brown that was from Bear, Bear Valley, no, Bear Island Brewing here in Boise. It's a garage uh, brewery. And they did a, a brown, Bear, Bear Face Brown. Uh, fresh uh, fresh hopped and that was actually pretty good the fresh hop really worked well with that uh with that uh that that maltiness of that brown now and i i enjoyed it so there was some some odd ones there but not as many odd ones as i had had the previous year i think they people m- went more out last year to try some some funky things they did have some wine there i didn't have any wine they had some fresh hop ciders and uh, my wife enjoyed that sarah she she loves her ciders and and she really enjoyed the fresh hop versions they had but but just to go over the the festival a little bit it's uh last year we went and it was their second of course second annual and they uh, the first annual they had a problem with people coming in uh not paying the entry fee and being designated drivers and i guess they were 
uh, I don't know. I wasn't at the first one. I missed the first one because I was in Seattle, I think, when you know that year. But I think people were were going and getting beers or buying tickets for the beers, and they were using other people's glasses or whatever. And they 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 thought they felt that they lost money. So this second year, they said, okay, DD people are gonna everyone you know pay ten dollars to get in, and then regular people will pay their 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 ticket price, which was a uh, I think it was. 20, I think it was $25 last year too, but we got our taster glass and 20 tickets, 20 drinks. Uh, this year, oh, wow. yeah, this year they said no DD tickets. Everyone ha- comes in has to pay full price. And they didn't tell us that until I got to the, the festival and I gave my ticket and I said, oh yeah, I just want to get a DD ticket for my wife. And he says, "No, we're not doing that this year. Everyone has to, you know, pay full price." I said, hey, "You gotta be kidding me!" I said, "You don't want to promote safe, you know, healthy drinking, you know, safe, safe, responsible drinking by allowing people to come in and spend time with their friends and loved ones while they they drink to and, and get them home safely." I I was very very put off by the fact, and they kept saying that, "Nope, we lost too much money last year." Well, how the hell did you lose money? When they put these big black crosses, I mean big heavy duty black crosses on both hands, so if you go to 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 you know give your cup if you even had a cup, they'd see there's a black X and they're not supposed to serve you, okay, and then you have to have a ticket. well, they gotta charge you for the ticket anyway, right, which they're charging two dollars per drink ticket, and you have to have a glass, so yeah, you might share someone else's glass and buy some tickets, and maybe you can get in for ten dollars and then buy. Ten dollars of tickets and get ten or get five drinks and not pay as much, but I don't see how they're losing money when they're still people are still buying the the tickets. So I I kind of called BS. I raised the BS flag on the old uh, we can't have DD tickets because we're losing too much money. BS. I, what do you think about that, John? Do you think that's a valid complaint? Um, I I don't know. I. I would say $25 for 20 tickets is insane. I mean, I don't think I've ever been to a festival like what that gives you that much for that little. That was last year. Um, yeah. I, I know, but that, that's what I'm saying. Based off that, I, I could see that maybe they had some issue. Yeah. And, and you know, the pourers don't always check the tickets or, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of them are volunteers or yeah. aren't really, you know. So I could see where they may have had a problem. Um but yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it is what it is, I, I, I guess. But do do you know? Um, do they have much experience with other festivals, like that they do themselves, or no? This is it. This is the only one they do. I think they they may do. You know, I think this is the only one they hold themselves. Uh, and again, they dropped it. They cut it in half. It was this time. It was twenty five dollars for ten tickets and your little cheap plastic glass they give you. They don't give you a nice glass one. They give you. a plastic little mug uh it's, it, which is disappointing because i don't want to i'm now I'm collecting these little plastic mugs which i'm going to probably give away to our listeners why you know if they might want a plastic mug <laughs> with a boise brewing <laughs> award-winning boise brewing uh, logo on there uh, it's always a collector's item but i, I don't know it I, I it just put me off right from the beginning because i wasn't expecting to pay 50 bucks to get into this thing especially when i pre-ordered my ticket and I just and there's so many other festivals that go on around the area that don't charge anything for designated drivers to come in, 
uh, or they charge $5. And all the ones I've been to in Seattle have always been like a nominal $5 fee, right? It's been a very cheap fee f- to get a designated driver in. So it seems odd that they're, they're standing out and saying, no, you know, they're not going to do it. They want to, uh, you know, try to, to get more money. Now, they did. They got 50 bucks out of me this year. But next year, I have to, you know, even though I love the the fresh hop beers, I you know, I don't want to have to figure out, you know, how I'm going to get down there or have my wife drop me off and not come in because, you know, she, she's got to pay the full price. That's, you know, it's kind of upsetting me that they're they're doing that because I do enjoy the beer. But I don't want to linger on on that. I just want to explain that, that that kind of soured me right from the beginning when I walked in and had to do that. But... I will say that uh, almost all the fresh hop beers that I did have were f- absolutely fantastic beers. In fact, I think I rated almost all of them a four cap rating or above. And that says a lot that the quality of the beer at this festival is top notch. Top notch. And, and this is breweries that were coming from all over the Idaho, the, you know, the Boise area itself in Idaho and in, from Washington and Oregon. Uh, you know, breweries came in from and and why uh, Melvin's from Wyoming, right? Melvin Brewing. Is that right? Yeah, yeah I think seemed to be also Washington, but yeah, yeah. So that was pretty nice that Melvin came in and they had a fantastic uh, fresh hop beer too. But the, but yeah, I just want to say that the beers were great. Uh, so many different hops that were used to fresh hop, uh, and some of them were even. Uh, brewed and kegged, like were kegged the day the day before they they were we were drinking them. They literally kegged it and then drove it to Boise and we opened it and and enjoyed it on Saturday. So I just wanted to go ahead and uh, talk about a few of my favorites. And I had 14 beers. Now again, I had to buy two 10 token or 10 ticket passes. My wife. Luckily, there were some ciders for her to drink, but she was also the designated driver. She didn't want to go and drink, you know, a bunch of tickets. So she, I think, had three or four. I think she had three um, ciders that she drank, and then she gave the rest of the tickets to me. Well, I had a buddy that was there with me, and I, I did not want to get stuck in the same predicament I was last year trying to drink 20 tickets, and that's a lot of beer. And a lot of and a lot of them were high octane beers. I learned my lesson from last year. I'm not. I didn't go for the double IPAs this time. I went with all the pale ales and the lighter stuff because those double IPAs add up very very quickly. And I overdid it last year with the double IPA. So, but I had 14 tickets. I I had my 10 plus four from my wife, and then we gave the rest to my my buddy Alex, and and he enjoyed those uh, extra tickets. Some of the notables that I really enjoyed, I'll tell you what, the best of the show for me that I tasted there was the Fremont Field to, to Ferment Simcoe Fresh Hop. And uh, I know, John, that you also have had that one, and you enjoyed that beer, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Yeah, yeah. But the, the entire series was really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave that, at, at the show, I gave that a five-cap rating on a tap. It just was so wonderful uh and i have another can or two to 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 drink that you gave me john so i'm looking forward to trying that uh, a second and third time so that would be nice uh i i also had the backwoods citra fresh hop ipa that was uh backwoods is from 
Is that from Bend or is that a Washington brewery? Do you remember, John? Backwoods? Oh, no. No, you don't remember? No, I don't remember. I think, gosh, I, 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 I knew where it was from. I think it's from Bend. I think Backwoods is a Bend one, but that was a very good citrus. So I had a Simcoe that Washington. I. Oh, it's Washington? Okay. So it's yeah. in Washington. So there's two Washington beers right there that I absolutely loved. I gave it a four and a quarter rating. And it was using the citra hops. Again, you know, nice nice variety of hops. The Grant, my favorite Idaho brewery, Grand Teton Brewing, they did their fresh hop IPA using Chinook hops. Again, we don't see very, I don't think we see too many Chinook hop beers, and then let alone a fresh hop one, right, John? Have you seen very many of those? Yeah, no. No. And Chinook's kind of fallen out of favor a little bit, I think, lately, at least as a premier hop so okay nice that they were able to do something with it that turned out real nice yeah yeah and this was this was a beer that was kegged the night before and then drove down or drove over to to boise uh that night and uh, it was really really good i really enjoyed that i gave that a four cap rating and then the last one i'll just mention is from terminal gravity brewing which is out of i think it's joseph oregon and uh, it was their friggin' fresh hop, and this was also a Simcoe fresh hopped uh, pale, and uh, it was very good. Uh, f- I gave that a four cap rating too. I, again, I I really enjoyed those Simcoe hop beers. I, two of them were on my my top list of the ones I wanted to mention to you guys uh, on the show. And if you if you have an opportunity to try these before they go out, because they're gonna be gone here real soon. I recommend going and, and trying them, especially the field of ferment. Um, I had the, the citra this, today when I got home from work, and oh, my gosh, that citra thing was... Uh, that beer was awesome. Oh, my goodness, I loved it. I mean, I opened it, poured it, and all I smelled was like a big, giant burst of citrus in my face. I'm like, whoa, yeah. this is great. And then I drank yeah. it. and then, That was my favorite of the pack. Oh, was um, it? So, oh, yeah. wow, okay. Okay, that's good to know. I have I won't get a chance to try a cent, uh, Centennial one because that one was gone. Didn't, I didn't get it while it came to Boise. It was very short supply. But the citrus was fantastic. The big, huge citrus uh, hop flavor up front with the nice citrus bitterness that dies off really nice into a, a another nice lighter citrus floral hop finish that was just really pleasant. I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I... I wanted to give it a five. I don't know why I didn't because I gave the other one a five. I didn't, didn't want to like give all these beers fives, but it was pretty damn good. <laughs> Just get in, get yeah. into the uh, the Fremont Madness. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've got one more. I've got the Mosaic still to drink. Maybe tomorrow I'll try the Mosaic one and see how that one finishes off the three, three of the four. But, uh, all right. So, John, I know we've already talked some beers, but you know what? We can keep talking about beer because our listeners love to hear about our suggestions of what beers they should try. So, John, what n- other noteworthy beers do you have to uh, let us know about? All right. So uh, the first one I'll mention was actually a beer I had after the Pumpkin Beer Festival. Mm. Um, and uh, our buddy Rob was nice enough to, to share a bit with me. And that is uh, the Cloudburst uh, Boom Roasted. Boom! Uh, and this is a, a porter that was just amazing. 
uh, huge chocolate notes and just really flavorful. Um, and uh, it, there was actually a bunch of discussion beforehand because a bunch of people were looking at it up on the board and wanted it partly due to the name because um, mm-hmm. it was fun to just tell people, boom, boom roasted. roasted. And then uh, <laughs> I think Rob was the only one that actually committed to it. Um, and uh, I think it left a lot of people wishing that they had gotten that one as well. Uh, but that that beer was just, just very good. And uh, hopefully I'll get up into the city again and grab some more of it. Um, while it's still available, I don't know if they're going to, if that's just a, something they're rotating in right now, or if it'll be maybe a part of the lineup. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they don't, they don't do any kind of bottling or canning, right? It's all kegs. As far as I know, I've never seen them. I don't think out, out in the wild. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it was really good and, uh, hopefully I can get some more. Uh, then I'll keep it with another dark beer for now, with which is the uh, Wolf's Ridge uh, Brewing Company. Their coffee, vanilla, and dire wolf. Um, this is another Columbus brewery, uh, one that was recommended to us by a brewer at another brewery. Oh, really? Um, and, I mean, the place is really nice. It's a really well-put-together brew pub, but very expensive. Uh, I mean, their entrees were like 30 bucks. Whoa. Um <laughs> So we just got a little appetizer and uh, that we split for three people and um, a round of beer and, and called it good. Uh, but the beers were, were all pretty solid, but one stood out, and that was this Coffee Vanilla Dire Wolf, which was a Coffee Vanilla Imperial Stout. Oh, wow. um, and uh, I think I could make something like this because, uh, you know, I've got a pretty nice Imperial Stout and done a nice Coffee Vanilla Stout, so to put the, those experiences together but uh this the, the coffee and vanilla was played really well the beer was really smooth um and it, it made the beer to a point that it could get real dangerous you know when you get one of those bigger beers that's just mm-hmm. easy to put down yeah and uh i think this one could get you in trouble despite its size and being uh just really big flavorful and you know a little heavier on the on the palate um I think you'd still put it down pretty fast. Um, but, yeah, another really solid beer. Um, and then, finally, I'll go to Sideswipe Brewing, which is where we were recommended for Wolf's Ridge Brewing. Oh. Um, <laughs> so uh, this was a little, um, I guess you could still call them a nano. They had a three-barrel system in there, uh, just a brewery out in an industrial park. Uh, just, you had to be looking for it to, to find it anywhere. Um, but their, uh, punch out pale, uh, was really nice, easy drinking pale ale, uh, that, you know, you could just sit all day and have a few, um, which is nice, uh, cause you don't always find these types of beers anymore. Mm-hmm. Pale ales, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, the, the focus has been on the IPAs and it's nice to get something uh, that's balanced and sessionable rather than a lot of the session IPAs that aren't really balanced at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed that beer. Um, and uh, I think I, if I was around, I would have no problem filling up a growler and just chilling for the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Punch out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, 
Uh, but yeah, I think that'll do it for me. So how about you? Where, what other noteworthy beers do you want to talk about? Well, again, before I even went to the Hoptober Festival, that Friday night I got together with my buddy Alex and my buddy Sean, and we had a little tasting party. Wanted to wanted to you know taste some of the beers I brought back from uh, from Oregon, and and my buddy Alex had made a trip to Israel and brought back some Israeli beers that he wanted to share with us. And then of course my buddy Sean. He had a bunch of beers that you know some friends of his brought back, and and w- some of them were from Wisconsin. Now this is the timing of this was like perfect because just that afternoon we had some listener feedback from our buddy Dustin Hoffman over in Wisconsin, and he's he he made a comment that he really liked our Fresh Hop show, and he was asking if we you or you and I John have we experienced any Wisconsin beers. And, and, of course, he was also excited to hear about our times in Seattle. But to talk about the Wisconsin beard thing, that night I didn't realize my buddy Sean had just got in three Wisconsin beers from New Glarus. And he was willing to share them with Alex and I doing our tasting. And so one of the beers that, that he had was the New Glarus Wisconsin Belgian Red. And this was a cherry... Belgian red. I'm, now I'm trying to remember if it was a. I think it was a cherry, like tart Belgian, kind of tarty. Uh, yeah, now I can't remember right off the bat, but I think that's what it was, like a cherry. And I think when I first tried this, now I'm getting confused if this was this one or the other. There was two uh, red ones, and now I'm I'm talking out my butt because I don't remember which one was which. But I know one of them. I felt that. When I first took that initial drink, I was like, whoa, this is really cherry. And it's like cherry, like I remembered when I was a kid drinking cough syrup that was cherry, like Rubitussin or whatever, cough syrup. I'm like, whoa, this is kind of cough syrupy. But that was only the initial taste. The rest of my glass, it totally was not what the initial taste was. It was very decent cherry, not overbearing uh, and the tartness was just a little bit of tartness there, a little bit of sweetness, not too sweet. It kind of like, you know, went well. And I really enjoyed it. And uh, I actually gave this beer after I finished drinking the whole glass. It was a big 25-ounce bottle of it, too. So we had we each had, we split it into thirds, and we each had a, a pretty decent amount to, to drink. When I finished mine, I decided that was a four-and-a-half rating beer that I really enjoyed that beer. Have you, have you had... Uh, you know, now we're, we're we're talking about Wisconsin beers. Have you had this beer that I'm talking about, or other New Glarus beers? Uh, I haven't had this one. I have had other New Glarus. Uh, I actually tasked my mother-in-law when she was living in Iowa to drive across the border to pick some up for me, uh, which she did. Um, and uh, I had a little sampler that she put together for me. So, oh, that was nice of her. Uh, but yeah, not this one. But yeah, they. Uh, they're pretty well known for doing some nice stuff with fruit. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. <clears throat> now I'm trying to, you know, now, of course, it's a little bit too late, but now I'm trying to get my untapped up, and, of course, it's not, not behaving well for me. Why would I think that it would uh, it would do well? Let me look up the new Glarus stuff real quick. Not so new. I've had the Spotted Cow, uh, Two Women Lager, uh, the Fat Squirrel, the Brown Ale, and the blacktop 
which is a black IPA. Oh, and a coffee stout. I thought I only had four. So I had five. Nice. Sorry, I'm uh, I'm trying to search, and it's not... Uh... Okay, here we go. So I had the Wisconsin Belgian Red, the Raspberry... Oh, the Raspberry Tart was the tart one, and the Bubbler. The bubbler was a Hefeweizen. That was a pretty good Hefeweizen too. That that was uh, that was really good. Um, I'm looking at my check-in for the. It says, uh, "Wow, huge cherry aroma. First taste reminded me of cherry cough syrup, but overall very good. I like it. Thanks, Sean. I didn't go into detail on that. It, you know, as it warmed up and as I my the initial shock to my system wore off, that it was actually." You know, it, it was actually a really good one. And then the raspberry tart. Wow, this beer is fantastic. Incredible aroma. The flavor is great. I like this beer a lot. Thanks, Sean. Another Wisconsin beer in the books. So uh, as you can see, I, I enjoyed my Wisconsin beer experience. So that was uh, one of my noteworthy ones. And uh, that was a that was going out to you, Dustin. I hope, hope we were able to at least let you know that we have had a few Wisconsin beers now. And we enjoy them. The other one uh, was where I stopped on the way to Seattle, at, and you mentioned this brewery before on the show that you had visited and that you th- would think I would enjoy it myself. So, of course, on the way in to see you, we had to stop in Snoqualmie Pass, and uh, that's at Drew Brew. And, uh, man, I really liked their brewery. I liked all the beers that they had to offer and uh, the one that I wanted to mention that was noteworthy, that kind of stood out to me, was the uh, the Oktoberfest. And it's in the se- you know at the end of the season of Oktoberfest, but this Oktoberfest was a bit unique. And why was it unique? It had all the normal, you know, Oktoberfest Vienna malts and the uh, Munich, uh, I guess yeah, Munich malts and and Vienna malts and stuff you normally would taste those Oktoberfesty malt flavors but they added somehow they they it was they added a toasty a toasty roasted not roasted like dark roasted but like a toasty note so some of those characters came across like as toasted bread and that extra little bit of toastiness really gave made me enjoy that beer a lot more than most other Oktoberfests and I, I for that reason I had to give that a four and a half rating and mention it on the show that if you are happen to be driving through Snoqualmie Pass into Seattle or out of Seattle, stop at Drew Brew and try the Oktoberfest and, and go ahead and get a sample of all their beers. They're all fantastic. Now, John, you haven't yeah. you haven't had the Oktoberfest yet, or have you? No, I, I haven't had that one. Um, but I agree. I, I got a sampler of uh, pretty much everything that was available when I was up there. Uh, they they were pretty very solid across the board and the space is really cool and uh you know you're up in the mountains overall nice experience yeah i didn't realize that that's right at the bottom of a ski thing right wasn't there as we as we left i saw ski lifts right there at the uh at that Mm -hmm. at that spot where we were at so that was kind of cool i bet in the winter time it's really nice also, oh, yeah. probably, probably sure. yeah, probably pretty crowded in there too. Everyone wanting to get a beer after they come off the mountain. Yeah. All right. One last notable beer because you know we're again we get off on tangents, but I have to mention another Rubens Brews. I did visit Rubens 
Brews again this uh, visit in Seattle, and this time uh, we, you know, I have to raise my glass up and 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 let everyone know about the Roasted Rye IPA. I think John, you talked about this beer a couple episodes ago, and uh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, this beer is is absolutely fantastic. I love the the roasty ryeness, big big rye flavor, nice IPA bite in there too. Um, overall, I mean, got a lot of little bit of you know a lot of malt character in there, and rye, and bitterness, and I really liked it. I gave that a five cap rating. I liked it so much, and I've already drank like three cans of of the beer uh, because I just enjoy it so much. I I went and bought a six pack to give to my friends. I, everyone, all my friends are getting this beer because I loved it so much. I had to share it with. The, with everyone that I, all my craft beer drinkers, because I want them to also enjoy the goodness. So uh, that that says a lot. If I go and buy a six pack just to give out to my friends, that works. That's yeah, it's pretty solid. Uh, you know, recommendation for it. Yeah, yeah. All right, John. Now you already mentioned that you visited thirteen breweries, so we already know that you're untapped. Uh, you know race to to beat me is getting close so how how are we doing uh yeah so apologies for uh the last couple of weekends and anybody trying to keep up with anything because i was uh kind of slamming the the feed um but uh you know i made solid progress uh i gained 18 so you you put in some work as well um because although I, I shouldn't uh, say the number, I'll say I got a lot closer to triple digits in the last two weeks than I'm comfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it, so I'm only down 30 at this point. So I'm down 30 with two and a half months to go. Okay. Feel, okay. I'm feeling good. I feel like I'm in a good position. You're doing good because I probably at least drank 50 this last two week period, I'm, I'm going to guess at least 50. That's an accurate statement. Yeah. So, so if, if, if you still beat me by 30 about, well, I beat you by 18. Oh, 18 I'm behind, behind 30. Now, oh, okay. So. Okay. Okay. So, uh, that was a good show for both of us. We both, uh, did well. And if I wouldn't have had the, the time I had, you would have, you would have passed me. So, uh, good on both of yeah. us. All right. Yeah. All right, so Team John, all the guy, everyone out there is rating for for Team John. You know, he's definitely doing, he's putting his work in. So you got to give him support. All right, so uh, we had some feedback. I already mentioned Dustin's feedback. And thank you, Dustin, for all the positive comments and everything you've been saying about us. We really appreciate it. And and I I, I hope to hear back more from you. I know that you brew some beers yourself at home. And, hey, if you want to ask any questions or to provide any feedback, Go feel free to, to write into the show and and we'll talk about it on the show. Uh, we also had um, Jason Young. He's in your area, John. He's actually lives in Seattle, and we all, uh, you know, he he was telling all his friends about our show. He's been talking, promoting us up a, a bunch, and we were actually trying to meet at the Great Pumpkin Beer Fest on Saturday, and uh, it it just didn't work out. And we'll talk more about that in the segment that we talk about the Great Pumpkin Beer Festival to find out why we were not able to meet up with one of our listeners and, and how it saddened saddened us both. So uh, stay tuned for that. Now, if you want to be like Dustin and Jason and contact the show with 
either your comments or your questions, you can reach us through our email at tapthecraft at gmail.com or you can uh, tweet us on Twitter at tapthecraft and also feel free to follow us on Facebook at, ta- at facebook.com slash tapthecraft. Now we want to take a moment to thank Open Forum Radio Net- Network for supporting the show and providing the hosting space at openforumradio.com. And if you enjoy the content that John and I put out, then well, we believe that you're going to find some other great content from this other shows offered on the network, like the following. Hey, you. Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny and John. Now, I know you're a crafty consumer, and if you would like to consume other great podcasts, check out OpenFormRadio.com. We house such podcasts as Opaform Radio Proper, The 40 Cast, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, Just Press Start, The Married Gamers, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, Lost Treasures of Gaming, Primetime, My Peanut Gallery, and many, many more. And please, remember to leave these fine fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this show. Again, thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft. So, as we mentioned in our last show, during the month of October, we are encouraging all of our great listeners to take just a minute and leave an iTunes review. And if you do so you will be entered into a contest. Now, the contest ends on November 6th, when we will select our winner and announce it on episode 60, which will be coming out on November 10th, just so you guys know. Now, if we reach 20 total reviews, then one lucky person will win a grab bag of goodies to include all kinds of various stickers, uh, artwork, coasters. We have some tasting glasses. I have pint glasses. I have bottle openers we have a hat from uh from uh, uh left hand brewing we have this uh great lakes brewing uh cloth or rubberized cloth uh, six pack holder for your for putting your beers in both of those last two things courtesy of our buddy chris mckenzie who uh, provided us a whole bunch of swag to give away to you guys out there we have all kinds of stuff we're going to throw into a swag bag for you yeah, just by leaving an iTunes review, you can be entered into that. If we reach 25 reviews, guess what? We will add an additional winner. Yes, that will be two winners. And again, we'll fill their swag bag with a bunch of great stuff uh, that they can you know, hang out in their, in their man cave or wear on their hats or drink uh, their beer out of. I mean, we got cozies. I got bottle... I got, I got like four different bottle openers. In fact... John even provided some great swag and put in a Lagunitas, nice Lagunitas bottle opener that if we don't reach 25, guess where that's going? Yeah, it's going in my pocket. John didn't know that he was providing me with a nice bottle opener. So Yeah, nobody wants Denny to win from this, so you got to enter. <laughs> yeah, so you got to enter. You don't want me to take the prize, but if no one else, and everyone knows I'm a big, huge Lagunitas fan, I would love that bottle opener to add to my collection because I have a collection of bottle openers myself. So what's great about our contest is that all previous reviewers and winners are eligible to win. Yes, if you've already won our contest in the past, you can still win. And if you've left a review in the past, guess what? You're already entered into the contest. We, but go ahead and encourage any other listeners you know that listen but haven't left a review or new listeners that you want to get into the podcast to go and leave a review for us and they will be entered into contests and will give you a better chance of winning a prize because that would mean two prizes will be given out at 25 total reviews. 
All right. Well, that's all we're going to say about that. Go out there and write those reviews. Thanks. All right. Well, now it's time for our Brew Buzz segment. And the Brew Buzz segment is devoted to discussing all kinds of various beer-related topics. And this week, we are going to discuss the 12th Annual Elysian Brewing Great Pumpkin Beer Festival. And just a little background on this. You know, John and I, uh, if you, you know, went to this last year. I think if you look at... Uh, Episode 32, I believe. You can get our take on last year's uh, Great Pumpkin Beer Festival. It was a great time. We really had a, a, a fun time, a lot of great beers, uh, a, a fun festival to put on or to go to. And uh, this year, it was, and last year was held over, well, let me, just, let me just go through my little breakdown here. So on Saturday, October 8th, we attended the 12th Annual Great Pumpkin Beer Festival in Seattle, sponsored by Elysian Brewing. And it was held in the north parking lot at CenturyLink Field, and uh, the cost was 28 bucks for entry, and that includes a pumpkin-inspired snifter glass, along with six drink tickets, and each additional drink ticket you could be purchased for $2 each, which seems reasonable. That's the same uh, cost that it was last year that we went to, so that seems pretty decent, and there were over 80 beers from 34 breweries, and about 20 of those beers were from Elysian. Now, Elysian loves their pumpkin beers and they have all kinds of varieties and i think one of my favorites last year was that nympho gordiac right is that without that lesion oh yeah 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 the, the fresh hop yeah the fresh hop ipa the, the ipa with the pumpkin ipa that was it was good and i love the name and the artwork was fantastic well, the artwork was amazing yeah <laughs> yeah so now what was different about this show festival versus last year's festival so last year it was held over at their brewery in the – what area was that in? That's in Georgetown. In the Georgetown area. And it was held over two days. And the, the, the area was a little bit smaller than we were at this time. But I'll tell you what. Because I think it was split into two days and they knew that their area was small, they didn't oversell the amount of tickets that they could really put in there and have a good time. And last year, I'll tell you what, we were able to, we, we grabbed our our glasses and our six tickets, and we were able to get in, grab our samples, go back, meet up with our friends, who we had a pretty good, we had, what did we had like eight to ten people that were in our party? John, I think about about that? Uh, yeah, roughly. Yeah, and we were all able to, to go get a, a beer, come back, talk about it, sample, you know, sample it, give, you know, let other people try it. And have a good, fun time and enjoying the show. And you were, whenever you went for a beer, you weren't gone longer than five minutes at the most before you're back enjoying the company of of all of the friends and stuff we had there. Uh, really, really enjoyable time. Um, so with that, uh, we were excited. My wife and I were excited to come back for the second time, our second showing. But this time they changed it up and made it so that it was only going to be occurring on one day. And they picked a bigger venue that's over in that CenturyLink field uh, or parking lot area. Uh, but they they kind of messed up, John. They they kind of oversold this yeah. thing. And uh, and not only did they oversell it, but then they, they did have like 40 booths, and which is nice to have 40 different stations where you can go get beers. That's fantastic. But they only had one person manning each station. And the lines got long and even the shorter lines were still a very very long wait 
to get your glass filled. And uh, I mean, I'm talking minimum of 15 minute wait, and most of the time it was like 25 minutes to get your to standing in line to get your. Yeah, I was gonna beer. say 15 is generous. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, most of the time it was like 25, and we, you know, I we were in line before it even started. The line was already wrapped around the building, and it took a while. It probably took 15 minutes to get into the place, but we were there at the opening, and with. You know, when we were there for three hours, Sarah, my wife and I were there for three hours before we finally gave up and said, okay, enough's enough. Now, the weather wasn't the best, right? It was pouring down rain. But I can live with pouring down rain if I'm not standing in it, you know, 25 minutes at a time trying to get a beer. You know, I can deal with the the, the, the rain and, and won't be so miserable. But Yeah, I think the rain exacerbated the problem. But, yeah. I mean, you – you highlighted one of the things that we really loved about this festival was everybody going out, getting a beer, coming back, and then all hanging out, talking, and, you know, being able to enjoy the time with your friends. Yeah. And you couldn't do that in this. I mean, we had space under a tent to be dry, Mm -hmm. you know, with the group, but it turned into, okay, someone has to stay at the table while we all go stand in line. Otherwise, we're never going to get through these tickets. Yeah. So it, it really took away from the enjoyment of of the day and, and then it was just worse that you were standing out in the pouring rain yeah waiting for the beer yeah so yeah so um overall i you know my wife and i were both we were both very disappointed in the sh- in the festival in fact so disappointed that there's probably no way that we are going to go next year uh because we I felt we were kind of burnt. We we put a lot of effort to go to this festival, right? We drove all the way from Boise to Seattle, you know, the hotel. Now now there's an added bonus. I get to spend time with my buddy John and his family. So that's, it's not all wasted, right? We had good times. But, again, we were coming to help, uh, you know, join in on the festivities of the Pumpkin Beer Festival. And that was the main you know, drive for us to be there. And it, it just was kind of really disappointed, disappointing. So, uh, I think, you know, Sarah and I both decided that, uh, next year we're not going to go, uh, we'll wait and see how it turns out. John, if you go, uh, and decide to go and try it out again, if it's a little different, you know, setup, and you, and you give us the, the thumbs up, maybe we'll try it again the following year. But until we know for sure, it's going to be better than what this year was. I'm not going to waste, waste the time and money, uh, and, and frustration to go back again, which is sad because we did really have so much fun in the 11th annual uh, Pumpkin Beer Festival. And I know you had good time at the 10th annual too. So Yeah, yeah, I've gone the last three years now. Um, and honestly, I have to drive 20 minutes to get there, and I don't know that I want to go next year. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it, that that's how disappointing this year was. Yeah. Um, you know... Even in years past, there were sometimes lines that would end up being 20 minutes, but it's because they suddenly put a keg of rumpkin on or something. Yeah. So, so yeah. you knew. But, I mean, this was every single yeah. line. Yeah, 40 lines. This. 40 lines yeah. back, backed up the whole night. Not just, like, for a short time. The whole night they were backed up. Yeah. So, disappointing. It, dis- but disappointing. Yeah. Still found some decent beers in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um so let's just go ahead. Let's just highlight a few of the beers that we actually took away from the festival that we enjoyed. How about you, John? Why don't you start off with some of your bright spots? Sure. Yeah. So I think uh, 
I counted right on untapped, I had nine beers. Um, and uh, these ones were all the ones I gave fours to. So that's three. Um, and uh, I probably would have given out a, a few more uh, from some sips I had from some other folks. There were some other really nice beers that um, I didn't feel like I had enough to uh, warrant a check-in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they were nice. Uh, so the first one I'll mention is the Avery uh, Pumpkin. So I just mentioned the Rumpkin, you know, their uh, beer aged in the rum barrels. And the, the Pumpkin is their porter aged in bourbon barrels. And the bourbon character in this beer was intense, uh, but really nice. And uh, at first it was uh, kind of burny, you know, kind of that burn that you get from, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a hard liquor. Uh, but as it warmed up, it actually kind of smoothed out, which is the opposite of what you expect um, for something like that. And it, was a really nice beer and really enjoyed it. And thankfully that was the uh, first beer I went to get. So I didn't have to stand in the yeah. <laughs> super long line while everybody was still waiting like two plus hours to get into the event. Um, uh, but yeah, that one I, I, I really enjoyed. And, uh, you know, they, they had the rumpkin available as well. And um, I don't know. I, part of me is kind of glad I just had this one and, and enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah, so that was a good one. Yeah, um, yeah, but before you move on, I I did have a taste of yours on that, and it was very good. I didn't check into it again. My policy, and the same thing I did last year for you, John, is that anything I just get a sip from, I don't log. I only log the beers that I actually got a full sample of. So, uh, but but yeah, if I were to, and I didn't rate the beers that I'm mentioning for my uh, highlights. Again, these are all the beers that I got a full glass of. And that, that I felt that were worthy of mentioning, uh, but I do have to admit that uh, that the that pumpkin one was very good. So that was a good good choice. Yeah. So uh, next one, uh, the home team Elysian. Uh, you know, you mentioned they put out a ton of beers every mm-hmm. year, um, and I had this one. I really enjoyed the Ursa Orange Berliner Weiss. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were quite a few uh, like light sours, like Berliner Weiss and Goza's, uh, along with you know the more traditional like Jolly Pumpkin, you know, rip your face off <laughs> type <laughs> sour beers. Uh, but this one I really enjoyed. It, it was uh, not so much that it had pumpkin character or anything. It was just a really nice Berliner Weiss, and I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, and it was actually kind of a nice uh, change of pace uh, near the end before we gave up on the event. Um, yeah. Kind of nice palate cleanser, but uh, which may be why it stood out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also had that a full glass of that. I had this one last year too, and I didn't remember it being – so I looked up my check-in last year, and it was – I think I gave it like a three. And this year, I I thought it was – it it came off better. It, I thought this one, this year's version was a better beer overall. And I think I also gave it a four rating, um, but I didn't want to mention it because I already mentioned it last year and I saw it, it's on your list. So I, I, I didn't mention it on mine, but yeah, I want to say that was a good, a pretty good beer. Yeah. Yeah. That one, uh, was very nice. Uh, all right. So the last one I'll mention, uh, was one that I, uh, 
kind of spotted on the list while we were waiting to get in because we grabbed a program on our while we were standing in line. Uh, and that's a Black Raven Squashy McBourbon face. Mm. Um, because something called Squashy McBourbon face, you just have to <laughs> go get. Uh, but this is a really solid uh, beer. It was an, an English barley wine. It was actually brewed um, last year and then put into barrels uh, before Christmas of 2015. Oh, wow. Um, and... The uh, like squash that was in it was hand torched. Um, they had toasted turbinado sugar in there, uh, but I mean there was a, kind of a bit going on in it, but it came together really nicely. It was really smooth, um, and very easy to drink, uh, and so I, I really enjoyed that beer. And I think a, a few of us ended up going to pick that one up. <laughs> so again, probably mostly due to the name. <laughs> but it, it it stood up to the name. Yeah, yeah, and and I had seen that one on the list when I was in line waiting to get in, and I, but I saw that it was a it was a barley wine, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know if I want to you know have a barley wine, a big you know bold barley wine pumpkin. So, but I did have I did have a taste of yours. I will I I have to admit. It was it was pretty good too, and I I probably should have gone with a full glass of that myself because it was a, a good beer. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. So, how about you? What are what are your highlights? Okay, so again, uh, we each had six six tickets. My wife and I, and she was only going to have, you know, three drinks. So, uh, but she actually only had two. I think she only had two. No, she had three. She'd have three. So she had three drinks, and she gave the rest of the tickets to me. Well, I wasn't able to even get all nine tickets used. I only drank eight beers. And I didn't even drink eight because I actually tossed one. It was so bad. Oh, that one was awful. Yeah. <laughs> but the last beer, my my uh, my standout of the night that of the full tasters that I had uh, was from St. Arnold Brewing out of uh san antonio texas or somewhere in is it yeah san, texas i think it's in texas i think san antonio but now I'll, i'm questioning myself but and uh it's their their pumpkinator imperial imperial pumpkin stout and this was a big a big imperial stout with a with a little you know pumpkin spice in there that wasn't overbearing pumpkin spice but was there enough to let you know that hey you're drinking a pumpkin beer, and I'm really curious about how this beer will be tasting here in a few minutes. Is matches up with that pumpkinator because I really enjoyed the pumpkinator. It did have a little bit of heat to it, but not overly heated, and it had a great pumpkin flavor. That I liked it, and I was it was nice for me to finish off the festival with a with a good beer to kind of take some of that sourness away from from the overall experience. So. You had a taste of that one, didn't you, John? Or have you had that one before? Uh, yeah, I had a few tastes of that one because a, a few different people got it. Okay. But I've also had it in years past. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. Also because it's called Pumpkinator. Oh yeah, you gotta have it. You gotta have a Pumpkinator one. But yeah, so I gave that a four and a quarter rating, which is pretty good. That was the highest rating I think I gave of any any beer at the festival. I think I gave the Berliner Weiss a four. Uh, in there, and I think I gave one other one a four too. But everything else was 
a three or you know it, everything else was pretty mediocre for the most part. I I honestly gotta say that that last year's beer uh, that I I felt that that you know well for one thing I was able to get some of the better beers like the the uh, breweries autumn maple which we was both John and I rated the best beer of the of the festival last year uh, the line was even that line was too long but all the lines were too long but that was gone within the first hour that the you know and they had two I think they had they had two places serving it and I think they ran out of that like real quick. Uh, just not enough beer and not enough pours and not enough too many people. You got to definitely cut the people back for sure. So the yeah. next, the, the next one um, is from Drew Brew, another Drew Brew beer. And this is called the nutty black pumpkin black ale. And this is a black ale with a little bit of, of uh, pumpkin, you know, nutty, nutty pumpkin spices in there. Not too much, very light, but a, a good black ale. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I only gave it a three and three quarter rating. But again, I, w- I was trying to, you know, I, I, I don't know. I thought it was about three and a three quarter rating. That's what I, I figured it was. And it, it w- I've had better black ales and I've had better pumpkin ales. So I kind of rated that like, yeah, it's not, it's not super great. But it's not bad. It's, it's pretty good. It's decent. I liked it. Uh, so that was my my second choice, and my last one was uh, again. John decided to go for the pumpkin, the Avery Pumpkin Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Age Porter. I decided to go with the Schooner Exact Whiskey Dick Cantwell uh, Stout, or no, uh, Strong Ale. I think it was not not even Stout. Yeah, Strong Ale. Strong Ale. Yeah, and this one was uh, you know I know John. I know comparing this one to. The flavor of the the pumpkin is is that one was definitely a better beer hands down, but this one wasn't that bad. I actually enjoyed the whiskey. I I I think I like whiskey barrel aged beers better than bourbon barrel aged beers. I think just because I like that whiskey flavor that maybe doesn't come across as strong as bourbon does. And I I like this one. I thought it was a good good beer. And you know the pour was very good. They they poured that oh, yeah. sucker right up to the... I mean, I, I couldn't even walk without drinking off of it. It was so full. And that was no foam either. They, I mean, I was beer all the way to the top of that, that brim of that glass. Yeah, I actually found that beer pretty... Uh, um, I, I would more put it as a comparison with the uh, Squashy McBourbon face. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the whiskey was a lot more aggressive in this beer than, than the Black Raven beer. Okay. Um, I, I think was my how I formed that opinion that day, but I, I only had a little sip of yours, so yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it, it was pretty good. And what's interesting is uh, when I—I'll I, tell you the highlight of the of the festival was while I was waiting for this beer, the whiskey Dick Cantwell. I was standing in line. This was one of the. This was before the lines got crazy long, but it was still only. It was only like. Th- four people ahead of me and I still waited like 15 minutes to get the beer, which is ridiculous. But there was a couple in front of me, a young couple, probably 21, 22 year old uh, kids. And uh, he, he, he sees me walk up behind him. He turns to me and says, Hey man, I'm, I love your beard. He said, yeah, beer is awesome. I said, Oh, thanks. You know, we started chatting, but he was like, he, he loved my beard. He said it was pretty cool. And we were chatting about beers. He showed me a picture of his beard. Yeah, I grew this one 
uh, for five five months. It looked like this, not quite, you know, nothing like what you got. But I hope one day to have a beard like that. Well, you know, we we were chatting it up, and I found out that he was a he works for the Elysian Distributing. I guess I, does Elysian distribute their own beer, or do they have their own distributing company? John, do you know? Oh, that I don't know. I, I would think that they don't now, but they're in the I, uh, ABN family. Oh, that's true. I mean, yeah. That's all handled, but. Well, he said that he works for uh, Elysian uh, Distributing, and he distributes beer. And so we were talking about that, and, and uh, you know, we just were chatting it up. Man, I had a great conversation with this young couple, and that that made made the you know made it a little bit more enjoyable. That you know, and you know me, John. I like I can just like a conversation up with anyone and and have a good time. It was just nice that. That I had that conversation while waiting in a long line in the rain uh, for that that beer. Yeah. So that that's that's a memory I had. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to uh, mention about the brew? Oh, I want. Of course. I, how can we forget about Jason? Now we mentioned oh, yeah. that, yeah. that <laughs> we were planning on meeting Jason, and um, you know we were there early on, and I, we we had tweeted out to Jason, "Hey, we're here. Here's what we look like. Come find us. We're in the." The left-hand tent in the middle. We got tables, and then uh, you know he tweets back saying, "Yeah, I'll be the guy in the in the uh, red and black Kansas City jacket." And I said, "Okay, well at least I know what he's wearing, so I can kind of look out." So all night, from that point on, all night long, even you know I was looking out for a red and black Kansas City jacket so I could try to find Jason and bring him over to our table. And when John and I were at the same time at the table at the same time, we could you know sit there and talk. Now. Here's the other part that was kind of a problem with the with the festival is that they had the music way too loud that you couldn't hear what anyone was saying. Did you find that same problem, John, or are your ears younger than mine and can actually hear through loud music? <laughs> no, it was it was a little too loud. Um it, it was hard to talk to the people right next to you yeah. uh, without like leaning in to, you know, get closer to hear what they're saying. So, and yeah. I mean we were easily 200 feet from the oh yeah dj yeah area i mean it was not like we were right next to the speaker no so. no they, they they could have toned that down a little bit i mean i understand having a dj and having some music to get everyone excited but uh but my goodness you if you can't even talk to one another right next to each other that makes it a little bit tough so even if we would have found jason and we would have brought him back to our table and tried to talk you know what we may not be able to hear a darn thing either of us were saying because the music was so loud. But I just wanted to say, Jason, we apologize that we weren't able to meet up with you. It wasn't for lack of, of uh, trying because, like I said, every time I went out for a beer, I was scanning for red and black jackets with Kansas City on it, and I never, never saw one. And I'm thinking that maybe you guys just came in, saw how bad it was, and then turned around and walked back out. That's what I'm thinking may have happened. And if you did... It's okay. Uh, we'll catch you next time. All right. So now it's time for our beer tasting segment, note segment. And again, go out there and get your uh, your beer. And we'll be drinking the Dark O the Moon from Elysian Brewing. And this beer uh, brewery is from Seattle, Washington. So now we're going to go ahead and we're going to crack open our bottles here on air. That was nice. Nice little yeah. poof. Oh, that was nice too. I didn't go... know where to hold this to get it into the mic. <laughs> hey, I heard it. I heard it. It's not not as good as your normal ones with your with your 
you're nice, Mike. But yeah, I heard it. I heard it. All right. All right. So now we're pouring our beers into our glass. Get a little bit of a oh yeah, a little bit of head on there. And uh, again, this this brewery is the same brewery that held the Great Pumpkin Beer Festival, and they do uh, makes they make some great beer. Even though they were bought out or sold out to Anheuser Busch, I don't care because their beers are still fantastic. I really enjoy their beers, and and I had probably more of their beers than any other, any other beers I had at that festival because they had interesting things. Now, was I disappointed in a, a few of them? Yeah, I was, but that's to be talked about another time. I mean, I, I could have talked for another hour on the disappointments I had of, of beers that I was hoping was going to be really great. But uh, this is one of those beers that uh, in the past I've really enjoyed. So um, I'm hoping tonight, John, when you and I taste this, that we'll be able to say yes. We enjoy this beer, but we'll find out at the end. Now, this is style is rated as a pumpkin stout. Uh, the alcohol by volume is 7.5% ABV. So it's uh, right there in the uh, little upper end of the stout uh, range, but uh, that's still acceptable. Uh, the international bittering units, the IBUs, are 20. So not, not so uh, strong in the bittering. And... We're drinking this out of a 22-ounce bottle, but you can get it from a 22-ounce bottle or you can get it on tap if you're so lucky enough to have a pub that serves it on tap or if you're in Seattle and you can get it right from the source. So, John, it is time to uh, look at the color. And uh, what do you see? I, it's dark. Yeah, it is dark. <laughs> it is dark o the moon, if I would say so myself. Yeah, yeah like, I'm having trouble getting light to come through the edge of the glass. Like, you can normally kind of lighten it up. Yeah, yeah. Kind of right on the corners, but not really. You're right. There's just a little bit of orange kind of coming through. I don't even see but, the orange. I don't even see the orange. You're right. This is black as black. Um, yeah, very black. Okay. I, I can't see any bubbles through it. It's so black, I can't see any bubbles or anything. So I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm guessing it's... I don't know. Yeah, it's black. Okay, that's the color. So the the head and lacing. Were you able to get a a head on your pour, or did you did it? How'd your head? Um, mine was about a fingers, but it dissipated pretty quickly. Yeah, mine too. Um, and it is leaving a little lacing though as I kind of move it around the glass. Yeah. Um, and I do have a fine layer of bubbles. It's not like it all went away completely. Yeah. But. Yeah. I same thing. I I poured it originally, had about one finger head. Uh, it's a it's a dark, darker tan head too. It's not a light tan. It's a darker, uh, like a coffee, you know, coffee type uh, coloring head that you'd have. And there are a lot of fine bubbles just layering the top. And there's a little bit of lacing, a little bit of lacing on there. Uh, not too bad. All right. So now let's go ahead and take a big old sniff of this beer. Cinnamon. Yeah. Tons of cinnamon. Yeah, it's the same thing I get. A lot of cinnamon. I mean, that's the strongest thing that comes out of here. Cinnamon, maybe a little bit of nutmeg in there, but mostly cinnamon. It's like cinnamon toast yeah. almost, like, you know. Yeah, there, there, you do get a little bit of that toasted, roasted yeah. malt type thing, but it's kind of hard to discern because the cinnamon is so strong. Yeah. Yeah, it smells good, though, huh? It smells like something. It smells like something that might be sweet, too. Let's see if it's, let's see if it's sweet. Let's go ahead and take a sip. And see if uh, if we get a sweet cinnamon or we get a spicy cinnamon. <laughs> That's a sweet, I think at least. I, I'm getting uh, 
a nice bit of chocolate yeah. uh, now in the flavor. Yeah. I agree. The sip uh, first came across when I put it in my, you know, when I first put it in my mouth, it was came across sweet. Um, it, it blended into a, like a chocolate. Yeah. Like, a, again, I'm going to describe it as a Tootsie Roll chocolate type flavor. I don't know. I, I remember Tootsie Rolls when I was a kid. I, I haven't had Tootsie Roll in probably 25, 30 years. <laughs> but I remember Tootsie Rolls being a kind of a, this type of chocolate uh, flavoring. Yeah, it's pretty good, though. I can see that. Um, Tootsie Roll kind of kind of character yeah it's not a it's not like a dark chocolate no you know, type thing that no. we you you become accustomed to in a lot of the darker beers yeah um it's, it's definitely got a sweetness to it yeah it's definitely got a sweetness it's got the cinnamon in there i think the spicy level is is okay it smells a lot more spicier than it comes across i, I think oh yeah the this the aroma is way stronger on the spice than than the flavor that's for sure all right. So, anything else on the flavor, or, or we're gonna go to the body? So go to the body. Okay. I, I'm gonna say this is a pretty full. You know, I'm gonna say it's a pretty full-bodied beer. It, it definitely feels like it's got some girth to it when I when I try to drink it. It's got it's got some heaviness to it. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Uh, full body. Um, medium carbonation. Not. Uh, yeah. Maybe even medium low. Not even. Not not that uh, coming across that carbonated. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. It definitely doesn't have any carbonation side effects. You know, I don't get a a, a bitterness, a tingling, or anything from the carbonation. So that's a plus. That's a plus yeah. in my book. That might be contributing to how thick this feels. I mean, it's mm-hmm. viscous mm-hmm. In, in your mouth. So yeah, it feels good. It, it um, layers your tongue. It leaves a good flavor in there too. All right. And how about the finish? Anything uh, noteworthy about the finish you want to mention? Uh, there's, there's cinnamon. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much what I'm left with when I swallow this beer. It's a mouthful of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it does fade a little bit. Uh, not not immediately, but it lingers. But not so long that I I'm you know, completely put off by it or anything like that. It goes away before I'm like just automatically going for another sip. Yeah. But it does stick around for a bit. Yeah. It does stick around for a little bit. Again, not overwhelming, which I appreciate. I I really appreciate when I, if I drink a pumpkin beer that I'm not just being bombarded by the spices. And I mean, you get it in the nose you get it in the front and in the in the finish, but it's not. Yeah, it doesn't stick around. Doesn't make it, you know, annoying. So I like it. All right. Well, uh, what do you think about this beer? As far as new people to craft beer, is this something that that you could recommend to to a newbie to drink? I'm always torn on beers like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, this is pretty aggressive. Um, still with the cinnamon, but the cinnamon is strong enough that it could probably cover up a lot of, you know, beer character. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, you're right. You're I lack right. of a better description. I mean, that, that could put people off, but 
I, I think ultimately I'd say no. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's just it's too much. Yeah, I agree. I I think that I think that the the right new the right person might enjoy it for the first time. Uh, you know, new to craft beer and first time maybe drinking a, a pumpkin beer. Maybe this is one they could enjoy, but I think overall majority of new people to craft beer that's not used to the flavors, I think they might be put off by it. So I agree that, that I would probably say no, I, I'm not going to recommend this overall to new people to craft beer. Um, okay, well, good. Um, glassware, what, what do you think? In a glass. In a glass, <laughs> yeah. I, I will say for sure, drink this beer out of a glass just because that that – Aroma is so powerful; it just makes. I think it makes the beer, you know, make it taste better oh, yeah. by getting all that in your nose. Yeah, you won't get the nose on this, um, and it's it wants you to smell it. Yeah, it's begging to be smelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I got a burp. <gasps> oh, okay. Impressive. Yeah, I've already I've already drank. I'm I'm already pouring in the rest of my twenty two ounce bottle into my glass, so there you go. I, I definitely do enjoy this beer. And with that being said So John, how would you rate it? <laughs> with that being said, John, I'm gonna say that <laughs> this is a hard one to rate. This is a really hard one to rate because not for me. I know exactly why I'm pegging this beer. Really? <laughs> so you go ahead before I spoil uh and influence you in any way. I, you know, I might need to revamp our uh, our rating system. Yep, it's broken <laughs> for a beer like this. It yeah. So this one's a tough one. Um, it's it's more than average. It's. It's not daily drinker. I wouldn't want to drink it every day, but it is memorable. So I'm going to go with memorable. And I'm only going on memorable because I think that people who don't like pumpkin beers necessarily, the regular, you know, everyday pumpkin beer, I think this is a beer that they could enjoy. So I wanted to tell my friends that, hey, you enjoy stouts and you want to try a pumpkin beer that's a stout, then this is one that you should try. So... I'm going to go and say it's memorable. Now, John, how do you rate this beer? Yeah, see, this is the difference between you rating things with style in mind and me just rating things <laughs> all together because I'm pegging this solidly in the average category. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if I'm classifying it inside the pumpkin beer, yeah, then it's probably going to hit at least recommended, maybe a memorable um that's partially just because I I tend to like the darker pumpkin beers yeah. more. Yeah, me too. Um, but I think overall, I I've got it at an average. Okay, I I don't I understand that fully because that's what if I were to use my rating style as this is a beer of you know all beers are equal type thing, then yeah, this is average. But again, you know me, John. I yep. always try to think of how I how I bring beers across to other people. And in, again, by style, I think that this one is a memorable one that I, that I think that people that are, you know, cause again, we we've talked about pumpkin beers being polarizing. You either like them or hate them. Well, guess what? Yeah. I think, I think this beer could bring a hater 
into a you know what maybe these pumpkin beers aren't so bad category so that's why that's why i rate it the way i did and i'm standing by my memorable and you yeah, stand and, by and your for average. anybody that thinks like the the the, the rating method is like for for show for the for the podcast uh we got into a heated debate on my on my couch on thursday <laughs> <laughs> over uh, a couple of beers and uh you know it, it to the point that i actually stopped like partway through i was like we really need to just be recording this because <laughs> it would have just made a, a 20 minute segment on the show that we could have just dropped in and uh you know so we, we still get into it. We we fully understand why each of us do it, and we still are trying to convert the other in some fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's not going to happen, though, is it? We're both <laughs> no, set in our ways. No. But we'll still argue about it. <laughs> you know, we, we need to, you know, you say, like, if you want to keep friends, you don't talk, you know, religion or politics. We need to add beer ratings beer ra- to that list. <laughs> Uh, well, we're unique that way. We're definitely unique that way. I don't, I don't hear any other beer podcast uh, argue about the way they rate beers. So we're at least we got something unique about about our yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it was nice of Elysian to put in the materials and how they made this beer. So for malts, they used quite a few malts in this beer. They used the Great Western Pale, the crisp. 77 percent that's a that's a pretty dark dark uh or 77 percent crystal sorry i thought it 77 degree it's, it's not that dark it's oh well kind of and well um, normally they're lower numbers right so crystal uh goes up to like 160 oh okay so. never mind never mind never mind or one 120 it might go higher than that. Okay. Maybe 120 is more common as the higher end number. Okay. Okay. Well, they use so, the crisp. I don't, I don't use it that high very often. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, they also have some Munich malts in there, some Cara Vienna uh, roasted, chocolate, and special B. What is special B? Do you know what that is? Uh, it's a malt. It's, oh, okay. It's a special B malt? Like that, that's B the name of it. It's a... Um, uh, it's... Kind of like a, a darker crystal malt, um, kind of in the character it gives, um, but it doesn't uh, give you the same residual sweetness that a crystal will give. Okay. If my memory serves, I've only used it once, I think. Okay. So it's very, it's a lot more common in like Belgian styles, which I don't do a lot of. So. Okay. Okay. So, what do you think about this malt bill? Is I mean, there's a lot of different things in there with, with only I mean, they do have some roasted and some chalk. Now, when they say roasted, are they just meaning generic roasted malt? Probably roasted barley. Barley. I would so, assume. so some roasted barley and some chocolate gives us the color and the the roastiness. But they have a lot of other lighter malts in there. What do you think about this malt, malt bill? Uh, I. It kind of explains some of the filling out and the toasted, you know, character that you don't really get from the roasted and chocolate malts. Okay. Um, you know, but you'll pick that up from the Munich and the Caribbean. Uh, you get a bit of that. So um, kind of makes sense. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm picking up any of the crystal or the special B in this, but if you take it out, it might be different. I don't know. All right. So. Okay. Good, 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 in, good, uh, insight uh now hops 
They bittered with magnum, and they finished with saz and with crushed cinnamon. So they did like a, a what did they do, a cinnamon dry hopping on this thing? <laughs> a, yeah, a or like right at the end of the boil, um, maybe. Throw some cinnamon in there? Yeah. I, I mean, that's got to be why it's so strong is it's, you know, I don't know. It's, it's interesting it did that. They they also said that they're, they put pumpkin in the mash, in the kettle, and a fermenter. Wow. That's a triple dose of pumpkin. Yeah. Um, and it's all for body, right? Uh, it's a good question why anybody puts pumpkin in at all. I, I uh, mean, most people say use it for color because it gives you, like, uh, you know, it's orangish-red hue that's really okay. hard to attain otherwise. Okay. Um, but pumpkin doesn't really give you much flavor at all. Yeah. Um, and all it does is make your brew day suck because it uh, gums everything up. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. But it makes it interesting that it, like like using pumpkin is is tough. Yet Elysian, you know, did twenty beers, pumpkin beers. So that's a lot of batches of beer. To, you know that that is a you know makes a mess right so that, that's that's dedication. yeah yeah the worst part is when it's in the mash because it can it can make the mash stick and so you can't run off into the kettle um but you know their policy is the pumpkin just has to be in there at some point right okay and i don't know that they have any requirements on amount of pumpkin um okay and since it doesn't really contribute that much i mean you can kind of put a token amount i guess yeah yeah. Not to say that they're doing that, but um, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know. I don't either. I, all right. Well, that is our tasting segment. I hope you guys all tasted along with us and let us know what you think of this beer. Let us know if you agree with John or with me. Uh, that's, or if you just have different opinions on both of us, that's fine too. All right, we're going to move in quickly through some uh, some craft beer news. And this week, not only was the Great Pumpkin Beer Festival, but it was also the Great American Beer Festival held in Denver, Colorado. And uh, if you want to know more details about the festival in general, you can go visit us, uh, our episode 31. Last year, John and I did a pretty in-depth discussion on the Great American beer festival and all the categories and uh rating scales and all that stuff so go listen to 31 episode 31 to get more details on that but today because we're running low on time we're just going to kind of cover in general our take on some of the winners that were announced now this beer festival is huge they literally have 96 beer categories beer style categories and a lot of those categories have subcategories so there is like a ton of different categories and each category if they deem that there's a worthy beer will have a gold, silver and bronze medalist. So there's a lot of winners in this pump in this pumpkin beer festival in this Great American Beer Festival. Now I you know uh our buddy Chris McKenzie, he posted a link and asked our followers on Facebook what they thought, any of, their, any of their favorite beers or any favorite breweries won any awards, and to go ahead and comment on it. We did have a couple comments, and I added a comment 
a question to the comment list asking about whether or not you guys think that there are just way too many categories in this festival. And I'm going to give you my opinion. I'm going to say, hell yeah, there is way too many ways of winning an award for beer styles that no one's heard of. I, may, I mean, it seems like it's got out of control. What do you think, John? Is is it getting out of control? Is next year they're going to have 120 categories? Or, you know, when does it end? Uh, whenever there's enough marketing material for everybody, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, essentially, uh, that's what it, it's becoming at this point. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you have to find a way to make it manageable for the judges. Um, because things like IPA, where there's 312 entries that yeah. you're trying to bust through in a weekend, you know, that gets a little cumbersome. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they need to kind of, I don't know. It seems like that they're making it more cumbersome than it needs to be. And I just, I mean, I applaud all the craft breweries out there, but whatever happened to having, you know, let's just say they have, you know, let's, let's be conservative and say 50 categories. And that's including the subcategories. Why don't we go back to something more reasonable? And even 50 is a lot. I mean, can you know, can they not specify it as so much, you know, you know, nitty gritty, just make it stout, American stout, not American robust stout or export stout or whatever they have. I mean, they they can narrow this down and make it so that you have more generic categories and then have a winner uh, in that. You know, yeah, they'll have more entries, but I don't know. It just seems like it's unwieldy. I looked at that list and it made it hard for me to put together a list this this episode because there's so many beers and so many categories. It's just it's gotten out of hand. So what we did is we went ahead and I just broke down some highlights of some different states. What states do you ask? Well, of course, we're going to have the, the state I'm in, Idaho, and we're going to have the state that John's in, Washington, and we're going to have the state that John is from, Ohio, also Chris McKenzie's from Ohio, so we've got to have that. We're going to have Tampa, because that's where our buddy Chris McKenzie is at. We're going to have California, because that's where our, our good buddies David and Robert are, are residing, and we've got to su- show support for them. I, I should have had Michigan, because I have good you know supporters there, too, but I ran out of time. Sorry, Jason and Lucas and Tim Price, that I didn't include your your great Michigan beer also. And I've got to throw in Oregon because Oregon is, you know, the heart of craft beer, I think. You know, the Northwest uh, has, you know, it's where the biggest growth is. So we're just going to go ahead and highlight a couple breweries that won awards in each of those states. And I'll start it off with my state of Idaho. We had two total medals, two medals. And again, Boise Brewing won the silver medal for their Black Cliffs Stout, which is an American-style stout category. There was a total of 55 entries, and they came in second place for the second year in a row, which is fantastic. I think I'm pretty pleased with that. They uh, make great beer, and that stout is a good stout. And, John, when you come visit me, we will go to Boise Brewing, and you'll be able to sample their their uh, tasty beers also. I think I might have given you some. Did I give you some beers trip before last from Boise Brewing? Have you had any Boise Brewing beers? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so they won. They won the silver. Now comes a brewery I have not heard of. Yes, there is probably a few breweries in Idaho I haven't heard of, especially new ones. 
I don't know if this is new or not, but it's the Kootenai River Brewing, and they had they won a bronze medal for their McGregor Scottish Ale, which was part of their Scottish Ale style. Only 46 entries. Now this seems like an entry that if you want a chance to win a medal, that you should enter a beer in. What do you think, John? 46 entries, you have a good chance. Yeah, and you just don't see Scottish Ale that often anymore. Yeah, why? Um, I. That's actually one of the things I, uh, when I was in Ohio, I saw quite a few Scottish ales. And maybe just uh, as you go east, people want more malt. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So those are the highlights of Idaho. Now, John, uh, I I put together a small list of your Washington breweries. Now, um, you know, Washington definitely had more medals than Idaho. So why don't you highlight some of the Washington winners? Yeah, so uh, 14 total medals. Um, and uh, a few of the highlights, one of which you were drinking tonight, the Rubens Brews, uh, goes, uh, defended their title. Yes. Gold again. Two years in a row. Um, so, which is, I mean, just winning multiple medals is impressive, but yeah. getting gold, uh, more than once is incredible. Yeah. Um, Georgetown Brewing uh, won a couple golds. Uh, one for their uh, Bodhi Zaffa IPA, which we mentioned. Uh, they were at the uh, IPA. Um, Beer Wars. Fest- Beer Wars, yeah. yeah. And they took bronze, I think, at that one or no, they, something. They were... um, yeah, now I don't remember. Or, yeah, or they... silver. They didn't win, I don't think. No, they were up yeah. near the top. Yeah, they were one yeah. of the finalists. Yeah, that one of the highest rated ones. Yeah, so... I don't know. Either either they got it wrong, or whoever beat them didn't enter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it, you know, th- when you get it at that level, the, there's a whole lot that comes into play with the the freshness, the bottle, how it was cared for, everything else. You know, it gets especially for something like IPA, which is yeah. critical. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the the other Georgetown uh, gold, the Gusto Crema which I mentioned yes. a few episodes ago, I had this at a bottle share. Um, somebody brought a growler. Then I uh, took the growler home with me, yeah. uh, half yeah. full, yeah. and killed the rest of it because that's, that's just incredible beer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, good on them. Yeah, and that, oh. and, and that was out of 168 entries, too. That's a lot of entries to, to win, you know, be, win the goal. And the, you mentioned it earlier, too, the Georgetown – uh, IPA that was 312 entries. They they were the number one. Yeah. 312. How do you judge 312 IPAs? I, they all taste the same after a while, right? <laughs> well, you you got a lot of uh, flights that cascade into higher levels um, of judging, and you got a lot of judges to throw at it. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, all those. I mean, the the goes was Goza was 141 entries. Yeah. I mean, that style is exploding right now. Oh yeah. I mean, can you imagine, even a year or two ago, I'm curious last year when they won, how many entries there were. I bet not 141, but... Yeah, um, I, I probably have it in episode uh, 31, I said, right? Let me look it up real quick, because that is like breaking news. Man, isn't it awesome that I... Is this the right one? No, this is 30. Sorry, I just pulled up 30. I need 31. Good thing I keep uh, detailed notes of all of our shows. Yeah. Somebody asked you. Um, I think you care. I do care. I do care. 
Trimmer style. Oh, you know what? I didn't put the number. All right. 111 entries. Oh. Gosh, John, you are on top of it. Beat in uh, the Cucumber Crush took bronze last year, er, yeah, in 2015. Yeah, and they so. took gold the two years before that. But two Ben Breweries, silver and bronze. So Ben Brewing Company took silver that year. In oh, wow. German, it was German-style sour ale. So oh, okay, different style. Category yeah. name. Yeah. Or they were... No, the yeah, same, no, same, same name. Yeah, German-style sour okay. ales, yep. Yeah. And that's exactly what uh, Rubens puts on their can. They put... German style sour L on their on their can, which is unique yeah. because you don't see that. I don't see that listed on on the bottle or anything of a Goza. They just say Goza, uh, you know, whatever, right? They'll they just put that. They don't. That's unique that they put the actual category yeah. name of that they're gonna compete in on the can. <laughs> I got a set expectation, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's category sixty nine, or at least it was last year. <laughs> ah, so. All right. Next in our list is Oregon. <laughs> Oregon had 21 total medals. Pretty good. Now, for being as big of a craft brewing state as they are, I'm surprised they only had 21. Now, come on. You know, we're going to find out a little bit later how much uh, California had, and 21 is nothing. But there was one brewery that won three uh, different medals. It was Breakside Brewing. They won... Uh, a gold medal for their uh, Breakside Rye Curious Rye Beer, and that was out of 81 entries. Now, this surprises me that there was only 81 Rye Beer entries. Is Rye Beer still a, a style that's not come into to, to the limelight? I, I see rye everywhere. I see rye beers at almost every brewery that I go and visit. I'll see at least one rye beer. I would think there'd be more entries in this category. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or, or people just think their rye beer isn't good enough. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I love rye beer, so I'm okay. The next one that won a silver is their Breakside ESB Extra Special Bitter, and this one for the classic English style pale ale, only 38 entries. So that you know, maybe it's the beer's, you know, it could be good, but it it came in second of 38, so it's not very many entries. And Breakside, uh, and there's an actual ESB category. As well. Oh, so they so so they entered their ESB into a different category that had less entries, right? Is that is that how they played the game? Uh, maybe. Um, I'm not sure how many were in the ESB entry I or category. Yeah, I know. Um, Black Raven won in that category with a uh, red like session IPA. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. So. Oh, wait, a red session IPA won an ESB. Uh, uh, yeah, it was their uh, red feather. Yeah. Um, okay. That's interesting. So. All right. Talking of uh, now. Yeah, 71 entries in that category. Okay, 71. Yeah. So, yeah, they had twice, almost twice a better chance to win in this category. So, I'm glad they, you know, they chose that one. Uh, Breakside Brewing also had their Breakside Lunch Break ISA, which I'm assuming is India Session Ale. Is that correct? I would assume so. I would yeah. assume so. They won bronze, but it's in the category of Australian style or international style pale L. What the hell? There's 90 I, entries I in that. <laughs> this must have been this must have been an int- a, a category that had low entries last year, and so everyone entered in their their weird stuff into this one to try to win it, and it backfired because now there are 90 entries into that bizarre uh, category. 
Now, I put this one in because this is a beer I really, really enjoy, and I'm glad to see this brewery won uh, a gold medal for it. It's from Three Creeks Brewing out of Sisters, Oregon. And I, if I would have got an earlier start on my trip uh, this last couple weeks ago when I went to Oregon, I was going to stop at this brewery and uh, sample their beers. But because we were running late, we did not stop. And now I'm sad because I could have, I've already had this beer a number of times, but I could have tried more of their beer, which I enjoy their beers. Um, so again, Three Creeks, Five Pine Chocolate Porter. I think I mentioned it on the show a couple times. They won gold in the brown porter category. Brown porter. Why do you need to have a brown porter? Aren't all porters brown? What the hell is a brown porter? Uh, it's a smaller porter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So it could be called a session porter, but they can't call it session because it's not under four percent. Okay. Well, I think they have. I think they only have two porter categories. I think they have the robust. brown porter and the robust porter. Yeah. Oh, they might have like an English style. An English, yeah, like they, that. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. Well, that's interesting. There's only thirty-one. Oh no, there's sixty-one entries in that category. So maybe that's why they entered it into brown. It had less than the robust. Although I think I have the robust in here too. Yeah, the robust had ninety-four entries. So yeah, it did have a third less. Uh, then the last two I'm going to mention are both from the same brewery, Commons Brewing. And they had a Petite Classique, one bronze, and that was for their other Belgian-style ale. There's only 31 entries in that one, so that's why they won that, I guess. It's only 31 people. That was a bronze, so it came in third. And then the other one was the Creme de Peche. Peche. They won bronze for the Specialty Saison, 92 entries in there. All right, John, how about your great state of Ohio? How did they do? So overall, uh, eight total medals, although you might as well call it the Fatheads Mm -hmm. uh, show, which took five medals, I believe, across two different uh, locations. Yeah. Um, So uh, they took gold with their Alpenglow German-style wheat ale, uh, which is 33 entries. Uh, silver with their Midnight Moonlight, uh, American Style Black Ale, uh, 61 entries. Mm. Another silver, uh, Black Muddy River, uh, strong other strong beer. Yeah, so other str- a for you. <laughs> yeah, other. <laughs> Why does that be an other strong beer? I don't understand where the other comes from. It's either. I don't know. Yeah, 46 entries for that one, but you know that could be that some kind of you know strong beer. Yeah, was. Taking or having filled up, I don't know. It like it, it's a lot of marketing. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's put on by the Brewers Association, where all these breweries are members, and something they can put on a bottle or something, you know. So uh, <clears throat> then they got a couple bronze, uh, abusive, uh, love abusive. Love, love the oh, name. Great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, fresher wet hop ale. Oh, that forty-five entries. It, it, I think that'd be a tough one. Yeah, you know, with especially with the timing of the of the uh, competition. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you got You have to have that perfectly timed, and you have to you have to be on your top-notch show. So you got to know what you're gonna do. You got you got to get the hops. You got to do it in just the right time, and you got to be able to get it to the judges at the premium point to be able to win that category. That's why I think that's why. It, there's only 45 entries because it's too tough to try to manage all that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough one. 
Uh, and then finally, another bronze with their Hop Juju Imperial IPA. Yeah. So 211 entries. Yeah, that's the, good. Those hopped up categories are tough. Enormous. Yeah, that's that's a great win. You know, I'll take a bronze out of 211. That's, that's you can't. Yeah, I mean, I like to have a gold, but I'll take a bronze. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, Ohio from, you know, John and Chris's uh, hometowns. Well, actually, it's not even Chris's hometown. His is Maryland. I, sh- I should have put them on there, too. I forgot about that. But that's where Chris came from before he went in Tampa. But now in Florida, Florida also only had two total win- win- medal winners like, like Idaho. Um, one right out of Tampa Bay, right where Chris is at. Chris? If you haven't visited this brewery, now is the time. They have a, they have a uh, silver winner, Copper Tail Brewing Slam Piece, won silver for their field beer, ninety-two entries. What the hell is a field beer, John? Uh, it, it's uh, something that is kind of created with, um, fields. Okay. <laughs> no, it, I, I think it's kind of like a vegetable beer. Um, oh, this uh, the Dark of the Moon actually won a silver in field beer in 2010. Really? So, oh, yeah. Okay. So, and it's... Uh, I I can say I know uh, Chris has had the Copper Tail beers because I think this is the brewery that has like the amazing artwork on oh. their bottles and stuff uh, that I like looking at every time he posts them. So okay. I'm pretty sure it's the same place. All right. Well, good, good there. So yeah, let us know, Chris, how you enjoy their silver metal beer uh, field beer all right and the, the other one that won was from red cypress brewing their deep roots german style alt beer won silver out of 57 entries so go find the red cypress deep roots german style alt. i like alt beers uh i mean they're they're usually unusual beers they're not the typical stuff so i kind of appreciate what they do That'd be good. All right. You want to hit us up for the last state, California? Yeah, with uh, a measly 68 total medals. 68. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I'll start off with uh, a brewery that you and I both enjoy, Heretic. Mm -hmm. Uh, One with their shallow grave, uh, Robust Porter, silver, 94 entries. Yeah. Um, That's a really good beer. Have you you had that one, John? Uh, Yeah, I think you... Did I bring right that one to you? I can't remember. Which... Toot your own horn there. <laughs> no, 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 I can't. I can't remember if I brought that one to you or not. That's why I was asking. Yeah, I, I believe so. Okay. If not, I can brew it. I've, I've got a recipe or a close facsimile of it in a book. So. Okay. Okay. Um, and then it's the Carl Strauss show. Yes. Uh, which I've talked about the Red Trolley Porter before, which I love, and they've won repeatedly with that, but. <clears throat> that was not in this list. Uh, so they win and see wheat. They won gold in a South German style Hefeweizen. <laughs> how how many wheat beer like Hefeweizen categories are there? I'm, I wonder. And there's, there's got to be quite a few. Yeah, because it, yeah, 111 entries in yeah. the South German style <laughs> Hefeweizen. So yeah. you know, uh, but the, also they're at Queen of Tarts won gold in American style sour, which is becoming a very competitive category mm-hmm. uh, lately, 142 entries there. Yeah. And I know there are a bunch of subcategories for that, uh, for the sour ales, as they try to figure out how to classify everything. Yeah. Um, 
And then uh, took a bronze with their liquid AC, an English style summer ale. No idea what that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. What, what would you What would you guess an English style summer ale is? I, I don't think they have summer. It's always foggy in England. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask my buddy Adam. What is a summer uh, ale in England? Yeah, yeah, we need an answer. <laughs> um. And then they also took a bronze with their Mosaic uh, Session IPA in the Session IPA category. Yeah. Funny how that works. Yeah. Um, 118 entries. Yeah. At least they entered it in the right category. Session IPA won the Session IPA silver uh, or bronze. At least they they, they went and, and put it in the right category. So I give them praise for that. All right. Yeah. Anything? Anything else, John? That I, I I just you know I just pulled out some of the stuff that I saw. Anything else you remember from reviewing the the list that you want to make comments on? Uh, no. I think we've already hit on most of the stuff I I looked at. So. All right. Well, then, guess what time it is, John? It is time for us to raise a glass to any special people we want to raise a glass to and give a toast. So, who do you want to toast today? Uh, all right. I got a couple. Um, first, uh, the 40 cast, uh, guys over there. I got a little behind on my, uh, podcast when I was in Ohio, uh, doing all my brewery visits and spending time with family. And so I finally got caught up on episode 300 where there was a bunch of tap the craft love, uh, mm-hmm. cause you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and really enjoyed the episode and they were, uh, very kind with their, their words. So, uh, thanks guys and cheers. Uh, keep it up. Um, and then, uh, so we, we've mentioned this on the show before and I, I got to toast my wife, uh, for bringing a bourbon barrel into my brewery. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, which I almost put in my own, uh, you know, notable <laughs> beers, but I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, give a shout out to my wife and be generous in that way while you know, giving myself a bunch of props for brewing an amazing beer and having it turn out awesomely out of the barrel, um, which we got to sample uh, while you were here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very generous with the pours. Oh, my gosh. Oh. A solid two or three ounces. <laughs> a solid one um, finger. <laughs> <laughs> it was more than that. You're, you're just uh, a little sour. But uh, it I, I enjoyed the beer. You seem to enjoy the beer. I loved it. Um, yeah, it, it was really good. So I've got to figure out what I'm going to do since I only have like two and a half gallons or two gallons of this this beer. So I don't know, but well, it's tasting good. Well, you're definitely being stingy with it. You could have at least gave me a full glass. I only have two and a half gallons, man. Yeah, but the glass was only like five out, four ounces. You could at least give me four ounces. You gave me like two ounces. Well, actually, I filled all the glasses that uh, foamed up to the top because it had a lot of uh, back pressure on it. I only had a short hose to to use. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Well, I expect at least a bottle of it. Then you can at least give me a bottle. Well, you, you already tasted it, so I got to spread the love to other people. Okay. All right, Wes. Wes. <laughs> Uh, sorry, buddy, that you missed out on this great beer. It's it, yeah, it really is as good as we say it is. And I'm sorry. Yeah, did I mention we're out? And we're no. out. Yeah, it's it's done. It's already <laughs> blown. The the keg is blown. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that wraps up for me. All right. Well, I I will say, John, that I didn't want to toot your horn either, but I will say that that 
that Imperial Stout, Bourbon Barrel Age Imperial Stout is fantastic. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, if I would have had a full uh, 10 ounces or so, I would have enjoyed it even more. But I, I'll accept the two and a half ounces that you gave me. I, I do appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Like it or you get nothing. <laughs> yeah. No, no I'm, I'm glad. That I, honestly, I wasn't expecting you to. I was hoping that you were going to tap that that keg but i wasn't going to pressure you and when you came up and surprised me with that it did make my night yeah i mean i have to admit i was i was very happy that you you tapped that uh, that keg and let me have some so yeah that was actually the very first tasting of it i mean i i hadn't even had any of it yeah. before i uh brought those up so yeah that was good thank you so i wanted to raise my glass to you first off to thank you for that too so all right. Well, I have a few. I, have, You know what? I have a bunch of toasts I want to give out. And October is the time where everyone seems to be getting married. Not now, but like many years ago. And I want to raise my glass to our good buddy, David Makazuko. Uh, Makazuki. Makazuki. I can't say it. Makazuki. Thank you. And his wife, Louisa, for celebrating their 21st. 24th anniversary I can't say that either. <laughs> today. I think I drank this freaking stout too fast because now I'm starting to slur my words. Too many beers tonight. But uh, David and Louisa, uh, congratulations. You know what? Nothing warms my heart more than seeing successful marriages out there. And uh, I hope you have many, many more great years. And cheers to you and your wife. Also, you know what? My buddy Victor... And his wife, Kathy Johnson, they just got done celebrating 20 years of marriage last week. Cheers, Vic. Uh, you and Kathy, I hope you got at least 20, 30, 40, 50 more years in you. Keep going. And guess what? My buddy Matt and Barb, Matt from the 40 cast, and his wife Barb Helmer, they are getting ready to celebrate their 20th anniversary next week. I think it's next week, maybe the week after, but really soon. 20 years. That's fantastic. I love all these long, long marriages. And guess what? One more. My buddy Bill, Vlad's Hammer, Worley, and his wife, Amy. Today, they are also celebrating their 19th wedding anniversary. So many of my friends are celebrating uh, long, long, uh, successful marriages. And I have to raise a glass to that. Congratulations to you all. Cheers to the happy couples. Yeah, yeah. So also I want to raise my glass to our buddy Chris McKenzie for all of his help on our Facebook page and, of course, for providing the awesome swag for our contest. And I, we are so grateful, Chris, that you and your wife made it safely through Hurricane Matthew. Hopefully that your rescue community is okay and you guys aren't suffering too much. But uh, cheers to you. And like John mentioned, i got to raise my glass to the 40 cast, to Matt Helmer and all his, the guys out there. Uh, you know, Mike and Alex and Keith and uh, Eric. Eric, <laughs> how can I forget Eric? I've, I got you, Eric. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, for their uh, episode 300, where I was guest hosted on there, and we got to chat and have a, a great time reminiscing over all the, the, the past episodes. And those guys always give us great love. Uh, go out there and visit the 40 cast, they just did a show with my buddy Vic Joe. Uh, and uh, they, they, they chat up a, a bunch of good stuff there. And there is a little bit of uh, of adult uh, talk at the end, which is 
kind of funny. They, they do some good uh, adult talk. So be, beware. Don't listen in front of the kids if you do listen to the 40 cast. And also the Gamers in Beta podcast. Again, Mike from Gamers in Beta uh, has said some wonderful, nice things about our podcast and uh, me, my, you know, myself. And I just got to raise my glass to you guys. Uh, you guys put on a, a quality show. I've, I've said it before. I've said it on. I, I actually told Mike when I was recording the 40 cast with him that I really appreciate all the hard work that he puts into his podcast. Uh, they, they really do a, a, a really good show. And that, uh, you know, yeah, just wanted to, to lift him up and, and toast him and his crew for the professional podcasting they do. You know, I have to raise my glass to all the servicemen and women out there. You know, being a former serviceman myself, I know all the sacrifices that these uh, ladies and gentlemen, that they put out for our freedoms. And John and I couldn't be sitting here right now talking to you about craft beer uh, without those freedoms. So I raise my glass to you. Come home safely to your families soon. And you can find the beers and links to the articles mentioned on the show in the show notes located on the show post at openforumradio.com. And if you would like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Loose Screw. And John, how can our listeners follow you? Twitter at Prime Brewing, untapped, Prime WA, and theoretically I blog about homebrewing at homebrewengineer.com. All right. All right. Well, hey, it is last call, and it's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show, and we ask you to please tell a friend about our show, and, of course, subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or TuneIn Radio or Google Play or, you know what, however you listen to our podcast, just subscribe. We would love to have you in, or have, we'd love for you to have us in your ears every two weeks. Yeah, and as a reminder, heck, we release an episode every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. All right, John. You ready for a beer? I am. Oh. Feels weird to pop open this twenty-two ounce bottle at ten o'clock at night, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> it's not quite ten. Come on, you got eight minutes. I got eight minutes before it's ten. Yeah, but yeah, I'll be. Don't worry, I'll drink this thing. It's only what eight, seven and a half percent. We'll be fine. Let me get on to my next. Uh, now, before I forget, John, did you guys just celebrate an anniversary too? Did I miss one? <laughs> uh, no. Okay. That was a few months ago. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure because I'm getting kind of lightheaded here. I'm sweating up a storm, and uh, I need to get done. This beer is coming yeah. right through me. Do you still have your clothes on? I do. That's the problem. I should take them off so I could cool down. Yeah. So. Tap the craft after dark. Yeah, after dark. <laughs> after dark of the moon. There you go. Man. Yeah, that couldn't have ended soon enough for you. <laughs> I know. I was, I was dying. I was... Uh, it's getting late. It's almost 11. I just got done drinking this 22-ounce bottle. I'm done. I don't have any beer left on that thing. Luckily, I got a bit left. Not too much. Luckily, I only had some lighter beers before we started drink, or recording, so I'm not too wasted, but I'm definitely getting... It's it's about 100 degrees in my office right now. Yeah, I, I didn't start drinking until we recorded, so I, I was literally working like up till 10 minutes before. <laughs>
So you you seriously, when you're at home working, you don't, you know, grab a beer? No, not usually. Wow, you're dedicated. Like I told you when I was there. Now, normally when I'm working at home, it's after hours, and so it's on my own time, right? Because I'm not getting paid for that stuff. So when I'm on my own dime, I'm drinking while I'm talking to people in Singapore <laughs> on the phone at a conference because that's what I could do. It's on my own dime, so what the hell? 